Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss what it means to live a conscious life with love as a central point. I believe that if we all live life consciously, make conscious decisions and take responsibility for our own lives, that the world would be a much better place with love at the forefront. That is why I created this podcast, so we can discover what it means to live that mindful and conscious life together. My name is Megan Josephine, and I'm your host today. Let this epic episode begin. Hey there, welcome to a new episode of the Lovingly Conscious podcast. I'm Megan, and I am your host again. Today I will be talking to Ulrika Sullivan, but before we get started I want to explain that my voice is a bit muffled and that's because I'm experiencing a cold. Thankfully I'm on my way to getting better, but um, I've been in bed for two days, so uh, yeah, this is just one of those things you've just sometimes got to get through and it makes me really grateful for how my body is always there for me and it's always those moments that you feel like Yep, my body always does so much for me and when it gets sick or when it gets a cold, it just reminds you of how important your health can be. So there we go. Um, I hope it doesn't bother you too much. Anyway, today I'll be talking to Ulrika Sullivan. She is a spiritual and intuitive coach and I have not talked about spirituality a lot on my podcast yet, even though I feel like I live a very spiritual life. And I feel like I might have done that because I built a meditation platform based on mindfulness, which is not spiritual practice. It's more grounding, getting back to yourself practice, which can be spiritual, but not in the context that I wanted to build it. And I just might have not incorporated that in the podcast because that's always been my focus point. But spirituality actually is a very big part of who I am and of the podcast and of the life I want to share with you guys. So I feel like this is a great grounding step onto more spiritual stuff in the podcast. Um, It's a very grounded conversation in which Ulrika talks through the basics of living through a spiritual life, which I find very important for if you are a newbie to going into spirituality. And I mean, what does spirituality even mean? It's different for everyone. So this is a great conversation if you are looking to live more of a spiritual life, or maybe you've already started it, but you'd like some confirmation on some things. This is an absolutely great episode. She is very, very grounded and I love how she can just explain stuff in a very manner-of-fact way. So thank you very much, Ulrika, for this uh, episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Hi, Ulrika. Welcome to the Lovingly Cultures podcast. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Megan. I'm great today. Great to be here. Awesome. Well, the first question I have for you is, which conscious choice have you made today? I have made a conscious choice to start my day slow and not rush in the morning. Beautiful. Do you do that every morning or is that um, a different thing every day? So a few years ago, actually, I started to uh, start my days really slow. So it's not a new thing. No, (laughs) it's a conscious choice that I make every day. And that has changed my life, really. It's like night and day. <laughs> so how, how can you like compare it to before? So what does a slow morning look like? And what does it do for you? So in the past, 
I used to be this, um, you know, businesswoman or whatever. And I had a corporate career. I had everything lined up. And pretty much the day before I, when I went to bed, I had a to-do list, right? And even sometimes during the night, I was adding to that to-do list, waking up, worried. And, you know, uh, so some nights were really hard. And up I went in the morning, grabbing my little to-do list and in the bathroom and off I went right for the day. And a few years ago, I said, no, no more of sim simplified, right? So I started to commit to my own well-being in the sense it's going to start first thing in the morning. So I started with a short meditation. I kind of just uh, committed to myself to actually even lay in bed for a few minutes after waking up, not just like as soon as the eyes went up, <laughs> I got out of my bed, which I didn't do. I just committed to myself to lay still for like three, four minutes. And then it grew and grew and grew into meditation. Now I'm actually also journaling, doing a lot of things to just connect with myself in the morning before I start my day. So that's that's a very conscious decision, but it's, it's uh, life-changing. Awesome. Yeah. Cause so many people, and I mean, I do this myself sometimes too. If I have to set my alarm, then I'll do that on my phone. And then the first thing I see is the phone, you know, and that's not a very conscious way to wake up. So it's a beautiful choice that you've made. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so tell me about your story. How did you become an intuitive spiritual coach? Cause I'm really, really excited. I already said this to you, but I'll say that to the listeners too, that you are the first spiritual quote unquote coach that I have on the podcast today. And I, I lead quite a spiritual life in my opinion, but I've not, I don't really talk about that very much. I'm really excited that you're going to be talking about living a spiritual life uh, on the podcast. So um, how did you become a spiritual intuitive coach and what made you the person that you are today? Mm, well, how long do we have? <laughs> but uh, I, I tell you a short, short version of, of my journey as I mentioned earlier, I was a businesswoman, very successful, very, um, you know, multi, I call it a multitasking life uh, with a young family and all kinds of things. And I, I'm sure you can each uh, relate to some aspects of that, having a lot going on, being on the go, go, go at all times. And that left me really disconnected from myself. And, but it took many years for me to realize that I was um, disconnected from myself. And just as an example, if somebody asked me back then, like, what do you do for fun, Norika? What do you do for fun? I had no answer. I did not know what I loved doing outside work because work was really the way I identified myself at that time. Now, what happened was that I had a rock bottom, basically, where I was and, and that's a long story, but it, I can I can tell you that it forced me to make a choice whether I wanted to listen to my truth, my inner truth and learn how to do that or go on in the similar path. And guess what? I listened to my truth. And that, that's easy to say, but that's a, a process that I have gone through discovering what my true gifts are, what I love to do, 
like in the past, for example, I was exhausted and frustrated many times pushing ahead, right? And because I didn't know what I loved to do, or I was just um, disconnected. I call it disconnected from my, from my true self. But now I, doing my life's work, I feel, uh, you know, excited every day. I, I don't think I've, uh, you know, in a number of years been exhausted. <laughs> so, you know, these are two extremes and there's a lot in between, obviously. But basically what happened was that I started to pay attention to synchronicities that are hap were happening and they were just like the universe just kind of, okay, Eureka, you have made a, a commitment to yourself here to uh, start learning how to, you're going to listen to yourself rather than just go with what you're told or what's expected or, and that way, when I made that commitment to myself, the universe was just placing opportunities in front of me that were right for me. So once I started to notice that, I like, oh, what is this? And I, it was kind of out of character for me to like sign up for a course or a training that I had never really been interested in before, but it just came up in front of me to make a choice. And I, I knew once I, I peeled off the layers of this uh, disconnection, if you will, I started to listen to myself and like, huh, this is the path. And that's how I got to be first a yoga teacher. That's how I then got led into become a, a, a life coach. And that led me also to become an energy healer. So like it just snowballed from there. So that's, uh, that's the short version. <laughs> that's absolutely beautiful. And can you share a bit about your truth? What is that truth that you were talking about? Mm, yes, everyone has their own truth. And it's an inner feeling of being at ease with yourself. At least that's how I describe it. Being with, at ease with uh, you know, your environment no matter what happens, I know what my truth is. And, and as, a, as a person, our truth can express itself in, in different ways, right? It can be that we're taking that step, making that leap into a career that we love or making a change that we actually do for ourselves without advice from a million people. So it is that inner truth that um, I know today who I am and nobody can take that away from me, whatever is happening or whatever if opinions that other people are having or my past, because we all have a past, right? That we feel we're flavored by, but you know, even that does not define me anymore. Beautiful, that's absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's so true that everyone should, should, who am I to tell you what you should do? But um, I find it so empowering to choose what is true to me instead of doing what's true to other people, because eventually that will just burn you out. And like you said a minute ago, I found that really, really interesting. So that you said, I've not been like exhausted in years. And I'm like, teach me how to do that, please. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it, of course, it's like maybe the slow mornings, but it's also really doing what you absolutely love and feeling the passion for life, maybe. Absolutely. Yes. And it, it's, it's such a, since I've been in the extremes, right, from being completely disconnected from myself uh, to now living and, and doing my life's work, it's, I, I know the difference, right? I can feel it's, 
And I, I so badly want it for others as well, because I know it is possible. There is more to life than just being exhausted and, and you know, running for the next goal that somebody else has set for you, right? So yeah, it is, it is possible. And that that's really what excites me for others. And that's how I serve others by, by helping and helping others to navigate to their own truth and pull and bringing it out. And yeah, so I, I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Because you are your own boss and I absolutely love that. Um, how do you make your beautiful contribution to, your, to the, to the world? Can you explain something about the work that you do? Yeah. So for quite a few years now, I've offered, you know, coaching individual coaching so that's how often how people work with me like through a, an extended period of time one-on-one -on -one. but actually I've also uh, will be starting a um, long-term experience through a, a more you know one-on-one -on -one coaching is very you know transformational but it's only one-on-one -on -one. it can only serve so many at a time but now I mean, I'm creating this long-term experience, uh, six months up to a year, where people can actually have their own journey, but with, with my guidance, more as a membership, more affordable also. I also have uh, written a book that comes out in January, and all of this has just been uh, coming to me as something I need to do to help broaden the, um, the perspective for others, not just uh, for a handful of people at a time, <laughs> because I, I can feel the surge in uh, helping others to come back to center, come back to themselves, uh, establish, uh, a, even if it's just three minutes in the morning, uh, meditation for yourself, that's the, where the seed is, is planted basically. But I believe that everyone can connect to their higher true self and, and um, bring that into our daily, it's not just like what we do once a week or a little bit here and there, reading a book here and there. It is a, a, a way of living. Um, it's a way of relating and having a perspective around that can be so much more enriching and than just kind of logically trying to find out the next step. It really is to, to feel, um, to use all of our gifts, right? Not just our logical brain, which is, we're very trained to, <laughs> to use that talking, you're talking to a scientist here, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, there's so much more to life than just um, what we, many of us have experienced in the past. So I wanna help share that, how to do that with uh, for others as well. That's beautiful. So you help people follow their intuition, right? Yes, correct. And the intuition uh, we all have, right? We all have intuition, but it's not it. It's not like that's not the answer to, to everything. There's so much more. For example, what I mean with that, the intuition is, is essential to actually, uh, it's a skill and we have it innately as humans. We just like put it to the side for many, many years for just the way we have been living our lives, but intuition is the key to a lot more things. For example, our body has so much wisdom about us and our past and our future. Like our body is almost like a um, forgotten repository of, of wisdom. 
and that's what I mean. Like it's a great, we start often with intuition and, and, and learn how to listen to ourselves that way. But then there is more, <laughs> there is more in terms of body wisdom. It's in how we connect with our body, how we connect with our environment, nature, aligned to the natural flow of nature, for example, how uh, becoming more aware about our own energy. So there's like a lot more <laughs> to, uh, to this, um, you know, expression of our true self. That is absolutely beautiful following nature. It's funny that you say that as humans, we've lost following that intuition. I was at a friend's house last Sunday and she just got a baby and uh, well, a year ago and she's one years old now. And it was fascinating to watch her intuitively become a little human and she did stuff and I was like how she you know she's not even taught she just she just does it she starts to walk it's just something she does and it's such a shame that as when we grow older that we basically lose that touch with our natural flow our natural um, intuitive ability and what you said about our bodies having so much wisdom is so true I've been going to massage therapy um, to make sure that I can deal with my emotions because um, I've been de dealing with emotions via food, <laughs> uh, not a very good way to do it. And the stuff that comes out is is phenomenal. The things our body can hold on to or release um, as soon as you pass through it, you know, as soon as you choose to digest it is oh, so magical. But what else? Like what's that step further that our body can do for us? Um, not only the holding holding on to, but what what other magic does it have? So our body is the way we're experiencing our human life, right? So our senses, um, our our body can really um, help us live a multidimensional life because we are here on Earth, right? We need our body to experience this this plane. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think what the body can do too is help us to um, awaken those senses a lot more than what we've done in the decades or hundreds of years. But it also can show us what we need, for example, in terms of healing, whether it's physical healing, emotional he healing, any type of healing, the body can show us already what, what we need. If we learn how to tap in, like if we really learn how to tap into what our body's signals are. Um, so I, I feel that's really, um, you know, this ability we have to self-heal, whether it's a physical illness or whether it's a mental illness or whether it's an emotional condition, right? So there is so much more to return to, I feel, that we have kind of disconnected for various reasons. Uh, and I can only speak for myself, like uh, how I uh, perceive my life today and my my ability to be in charge uh, of myself <laughs> not just what I do every day but also uh, in charge of my health in charge of um, anything I want to do right and so there's the body is our our uh, shower in a way in terms of the unlimited po potential and, and uh, strength and everything we have as a human
Absolutely beautiful. Oh, I just, I found that so fascinating. I've also been trying to basically um, feel more what feels right to me, if you know what I mean, not necessarily only using my intuition, but also what my body says about a certain situation, if you know what I mean. So it's just, oh, we're so powerful. I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit for how powerful we are sometimes. Right. Yeah. And, and, and of course, that's, that's a process for each individual, right? To learn how to trust themselves and what they actually are feeling and what's coming up because we're we're taught that there are certain things that are right certain things that are wrong but in my world the way i approach um, my life is that there there's only lessons right there's no right or wrong really so even if there often we we are are told that certain emotions for example are wrong or they're they like like fear, for example, it, it's been very much looked upon as it's if a uh, not good a feeling or being angry, for example, but it's all about the human spectrum, if you will, there is ups and downs here. <laughs> but it, it's also here to tell us something. And for example, yeah, it's indication. Yeah, and it's just an opportunity to kind of look a little closer at that then. Um, because it's, a frustration or resistance or uh, fear or anger it's just a little guide like a guidepost like look here <laughs> there is something here that you you have an opportunity to to either approach differently or heal so uh, once we start to kind of consider our feelings or even how the body feels as an opportunity to just okay flow with it and learn from it then it becomes less of this right and wrong Beautiful. Absolutely true. If something triggers you and you feel a certain emotion, it's so important to feel it through and to maybe look deeper than the surface, than the emotion that just comes up. Why, you know, what does it say about yourself and how can you incorporate that in your life? So yeah, thank you for elaborating on that. Um, so you are a spiritual coach. What does it mean to live a spiritual life? A spiritual life to me is to live with a um, perspective that there is a universe, there is a, a, a force that's bigger than us as an individual, and that we actually have the opportunity to tap into that and align with it if we want to. And because as humans, we, we feel that all oh, we're just us right but there is more and uh, an opportunity to tap into a greater energy if you will I see I, I work a lot with energy so that's my language right and in, in terms of um, you know spirit is is a um, an energy and we often you know through generations we've put a lot of different labels on it whether it's religious context or whether it's uh, other, you know, I, we, we don't need a name for it once we uh, realize that we can align with a universal energy that we actually can, that wants the well, well for us, that wants us to align with it and live our, our way just the way we came in here with uh, learning certain things uh, through our lifetime and lifetimes ahead and, and in the past as well. So it's, it's a continuous flow. That's a spiritual life to me to learn more about ourselves in, in an energetic sense, but also to 
really tap into everything that's outside of ourselves, like a, like beyond what's seen, beyond what's uh, physical. That can be really powerful. And like you said, it doesn't really matter what kind of name you give it, because if you give it God, the name God or the name spirit or universe or whatever, it doesn't matter as long as you feel like it's something that guides you. And I've been in deeper meditations in which I can like see and experience so much more than everything that's at the surface level here and it's oh it's so beautiful and then on the other hand I'm like yeah I'd like to tap into that but I also would need to remind myself to live my human life if you know what I mean because sometimes you can just get lost in it um but the word there is balance because yes there there is a, a balance I mean we are human right so the human life is uh, we need to kind of live in the human life as well. But there is nothing that says that we cannot also live a spiritual life and balance that between spirituality and, and practical, if you will. So there, there's one doesn't have to exclude the other. So true. And why is it important to live a spiritual life? What is the importance for us in our daily lives? How can it enrich in us? So I believe that it can enrich us by um, having more trust. You see, I have trust up here, but uh, it's, I have a trust sign for those who, who are not seeing. Uh, the word trust is, is really important, uh, I believe, because when we have trust in not only ourselves and who we are, we can also trust that it's not a beginning and an end, if you will. It's a continuum and a, and a journey, an adventure. That is fun <laughs> because often I think we were thinking of our lives as um, very short, um, that we have to struggle to get what we want. Maybe we feel that there's not enough hours in the day, right? But if we can trust that we have all we need right now, we have, we're right where we need to be in this moment, no later or no earlier than what is, is uh, meant for us, we can kind of sit back and relax and go with the ride in a very How- different way. Yeah. I mean, how often we try to force things instead of trusting the process and it's such such a thing that you have to I have to keep reminding myself anyway is to trust and to know that things will unfold for you if you know what I mean yes exactly you can go through life so much more relaxed (laughs) and and uh, that then it becomes okay that's great let me just enjoy my life and and um then it becomes kind of this, this heavy um, things that we have have on our shoulders, right? It can, we can take that off a little bit and, and give ourselves a break. Absolutely. And my mom actually sent me this video called the gathering of the tribe, and it was released three days ago. I'll send you the link. Um, And it is a very powerful explanation of how you could see the spiritual life. Um, It's about like a tribe of souls on another planet talking about how planet earth needs so much help and that some people like those souls sort of um, go to earth to help 
the world become a lighter place. And I thought that was such a soothing way of looking at it, sort of like hopeful that you're not you're not alone here. You've got support. And even if you do or don't believe in this, and I mean, it could look very differently, we don't know. But it's it's important to know that we are here and we have people to support us. It's not like this big, mm-hmm. big thing that you can get lost. Well, you can get lost in it, but you don't have to. So that's just a message of support, I guess. Yes. And, and it's I'm glad you brought that up because you know, in, in our lives, we have relationships with others. And that's, that's how we learn. Uh, and we tend to kind of look for and, and focus on relationships that may not be so good <laughs> for us, right? And feel like, oh, why is this person in my life making my life so? But the thing is that that is also support. Because, again, going back to right and wrong, right? people that we sometimes feel are really challenging us may be here to support us. But that's also from a soul perspective. Maybe there's something we need to learn. And that person who's being the the biggest like uh, challenge to us is actually at the soul level doing us a favor. Yeah, and a very... Yeah, very often we just like years later, we, we think and we're, we're like, whoa, light bulb moment. That's why they were in my life. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. It's very true. So true. And how can we live a spiritual life? Do you have some tips on how to live that life spiritually? Yes. I, and that's what I mentioned earlier. I'm creating this long-term experience for, for actually establishing a, a spiritual practice. And it's a community, uh, online community called Beyond the Mind. And I'm just kind of kicking it off here in, in January along with, with my book launch. But the essence of that is to live a spiritual life, we have to, in, in my opinion, have uh, our, our me time, if you will. And me time in, in the way I define it is, is, of course, to take our care of our external world, but what this is about is really to take care of our internal world and our, our spiritual self, if you will. And it, it, there are no shortcuts to this, right? It, it is, starts with a commitment to ourselves to, to carve out time. And you're speaking to somebody who did not have any me time <laughs> before in, in my past life. Uh, you know, it was a calendar packed to the brim. But to make that commitment to actually make space in our own calendar for uh, reflection, contemplation, meditation, uh, some form of movement, connecting with your body, time outside, things like that, that really basic things. There's no, this is not rocket science. It's, it's about coming back to ourselves and stay centered. But I'm creating this for those who not only want a community for accountability to kind of get this going, but also to learn more and learn more about themselves and topics about like energy, awareness, body wisdom, things like that. So that's how, and and also I want to say, this is, the work is done every day, every single day. And it might feel daunting to some, but it's 
my advice is to start very small and grow it and, and really trust what feels good for you is your truth because nobody can have your answers in, in that sense. So uh, yeah, that to me is to live a spiritual life, to, to really um, make that commitment to yourself, to, to put yourself at the top of the mountain so you can have that you know, eagle's view in your own life and not be at the very bottom of the list all the time. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And a, a, a great reminder that you said start very small because we we watch these Hollywood, Hollywood films and they have like these massive breakthroughs and then everything's good in life. <laughs> but it doesn't always go that way. And also don't expect that of yourself, you know? I mean, how often I've expected myself to go to the top of the ladder while whilst I was still like on, on the second step. It's so important to grant yourself that time and not not need to be at the top straight away the roller coaster is like a ride that you've got to enjoy you don't want to be at the end straight away right right yeah and that's what what we you know have experienced many many decades now that we want a quick fix right we want it now and we want to learn from somebody else uh, that have done it before but the question here is is that for you is what somebody else have done for you? And that's the question a lot of people miss <laughs> to answer. Um, it's great to get inspired by others, but then the, it comes, right? Is, is this really right for me? And that is only, it's a question that each individual soul have to answer uh, to themselves. And, and I think that's also part of your question around what is my truth? Um, that's a question that I ask myself all the time. Like if, if I see, get inspired by somebody's work, for example, and I want to, you know, go get the book and, <laughs> and learn by the course. Great. Do that. But the question I come back to after reading the book is like, uh, what of this resonates with me? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And that's also that spiritual life, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. I've got four short questions for you. Um, you can give a long answer, short answer, doesn't matter to me. Um, what should we teach all children from a young age? Meditation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we need this. Yeah. And I, I think just to add to that, meditation uh, has, uh, you know, there's a lot of assumptions around meditation but I think for if you if you suggest to a child to meditate they know what to do already so uh, it doesn't have to be named meditation it can be tune into ourselves or, or look on the inside or something like that a child knows yeah kids just know they're so intuitive and so pure it's, it's, just, it's to carve out the time and put it on the yeah. curriculum to do it. And they're all there at the same, like they get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. Um, which book should everybody read? And then it can't be your book, which we'll talk about <laughs> in a minute, but another book. <laughs> oh, goodness. Do I have to pick one? Five is fine too. Hmm. <laughs> well, I, I'll pick one. Uh, well, I can, can, can I pick two? <laughs> so 
it's because I, I have uh, read these two books recently uh, over again. And, and I think the, uh, it is really any book around human design or any book, uh, well, the gene keys. So I think there is only um, one book written about the gene keys. But the reason I bring those up is there is already so much to learn about you you as an individual, it's already a lot out there about who you are as a soul and what um, energetically, how you're made up. And I'm talking to everyone here. There's already so much information out there about you as a soul that you can find out in you know, matter of a click. And so that would be my, my advice to learn more about your human design chart or Gene Keys chart, even astrology. I work a lot uh, with astrology as well. Any of those systems, you can learn about you, who you are as a soul and you, how your energy is, is made up. 100%. A human design has really actually helped me a lot. I don't, I've not, never heard of Gene Keys before, but um, I'm a generator. And at the beginning, I was like, ugh, generator, you know, it's so average. <laughs> but it actually taught me so much about how my body, my body literally physically responds to things I should or shouldn't do. And um, I, I also still have a job next to my podcast and it, I work at a castle and I work with a lot of people and volunteers. And one of the volunteers said to me, Megan, how, how do you have so much energy? <laughs> and it's like, generators have that much energy. They're like the worker bees if they're doing what, they, what they're good at and um, if it gives them energy. So that really helped me in like, if I notice that I'm feeling depleted by doing something, or if I notice that uh, my body is giving like a physical absolute no or hell yes, then I just know. So that is such a strong support to go through life. So I absolutely agree on the generate uh, on the um, uh, human design thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what your human design is? Yes, I, I certainly do. I'm a projector. And um, so I, I'm a natural teacher um helping uh, you know serve the world with with what we're doing here <laughs> talking about uh helping others to to find who they truly are and that's that's how i express my my energy profile um as a healer and um a coach cool beautiful thank you for doing everything you're doing you're um which other podcast should we listen to ooh well, I have a couple of favorites. Um, if you are interested in uh, astrology, for example, I would listen to um, Molly McCord's podcast. Um, it's one of my favorites, uh, really. But that's if you're not interested in astrology. Um, I would listen to, well, you can listen to my podcast, <laughs> New Light Living. Um, I find it, I think for me, it's about finding that voice who's bringing you up, bringing you uh, up to a higher energy. And, and again, it's hard to recommend one thing to everyone because we're not, you know, in, in the same shoes all of us right uh, we have to find our own shoes and walk them but uh, you know any any good podcast is going to make you feel good and and teach you something i feel 
And of course, there are podcasts for entertainment and, and all of that. A good laugh is awesome. So look for that as well. But I, uh, I actually, I tend to listen to astrology podcasts more. That, that's kind of my uh, favorites at the moment. But Molly, she's, she's excellent. Beautiful. I'll list your podcast and her podcast in the show notes. Absolutely. And then the last question is, what's your tip for living a life in love? Know yourself first. And become a sovereign individual first before you um, love somebody else or, or invite somebody. Know who you are. But love is really life. It's our life force that we all are, are born with. And, and even if somebody's listening right now who feels really down and depressed, please know that you are made of love. You, you can tap into that at any moment, even if it feels really, really you know, out of reach. But that's your essence. Love is there's nothing we really need to do to, to tap into that love because we are it. We, we just need to remove all the layers of clothes we have or whatever, however you're envisioning layers that are preventing you from living in love. That's the work. But you have it. You have it. It will never go away. That's so true. I as a tip I might want to give people is if you have a hard time looking at yourself and loving yourself, then go and find someone that you know loves you so that you can see why they love you. And that might give you that extra like tool or maybe reason why to love yourself. It's beautiful. That's beautiful, That's beautiful Megan, right there. Yes. Thank you um so how can people work with you and how can they find you so you've got a, a book coming out in january which is absolutely lovely and um, what's the title of the book the, the book is coming out january 11th and it will be available uh, everywhere it, the title is wisdom beyond what you know how to shift from being driven by the mind to living from the heart and intuition and if you want to visit me, I have a website, orikasullivan.com. So go visit me there. I also have a podcast, New Light Living, See Your Life in a New Light. You're more than, more than welcome to, to listen in there. And yeah, I look forward to getting to know you. Absolutely beautiful. I love the title of your book. I think I need this. <laughs> so I'm definitely checking it out. Everything that people um, would like to know about you, I'll put that in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. You are such a grounded person, I feel, um, just so light. So it's absolutely beautiful, um, the conversation that we had here. And um, yeah, uh, all, all the best on your within your work. Thank you for doing so many beautiful things. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you for the work you do. And I wish you all the best. You too. <laughs> I found this conversation beautiful and I think you might have noticed that by the amount of times I said oh that's so beautiful in the conversation that's one of my stop words and now nah, whatever it's one of the things I'm gonna keep on doing probably because if I'm into something it's usually oh that's so beautiful <laughs> so there we go please let me know if you enjoyed this episode 
I definitely did. Uh, but share some feedback with me if you feel like, yeah, Megan, this was something I want to listen to more. I want to hear more. Men's spirituality is definitely something I can incorporate more into the podcast. Um, for example, my aunt's a very spiritual person, so I might even be able to get her onto the podcast. She goes into stuff way deeper. So yeah, this is definitely one of the things I'd like to incorporate more. So just let me know what you thought of it. And um, yeah, I hope you have a lovely day and I will see you next week. Bye.